11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Joe Nene. Joe, how's it going? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good. I get I get that name right. Yeah, Joe Nene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's just go back in time uh, a little bit. What, what's your first memory of playing soccer? Um, it was in the streets of uh, Yaoundé, Cameroon. I was. Uh, it's actually my cousin. Oh, was he my cousin? Uh, my father was the godfather of uh, one of his friend's son, and mm-hmm. he came to stay over uh, during the summer. And uh, my father was uh, great into volleyball. So we didn't have a soccer ball. But every time he turned around, we loved soccer so much, we just took the ball and we put it down and we started playing. And uh, uh, my, uh, I would say my cousin, he started teaching me the ways how to maneuver. Instead of the cone, he would use rocks. Mm-hmm. And put in, in space, he asked me to weave around with the ball. That's how I got into soccer. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what and I guess, how did you like what did you did you like always want to go pro or like what was your like goals with soccer like when you were younger? I, I wanted to play, I wanted to play pro. Uh, I just didn't have the opportunity at the time because mm-hmm. I was in a private school and mm-hmm. my dad was uh, in Cameroon. Soccer, soccer is one of the ways, but it's not the safest ways. Mm-hmm. School is the safest ways. It's the safest. It's, it's the safest way to to become uh, successful. And my yeah. father invested a lot on his uh, on all of us, me and my uh, brothers. So he wanted to emphasize on school. And I was playing in academy. It was fun, but when I went to college, my first year in college in Cameroon, I just stopped. But I always wanted to become a professional. Yeah, for sure. And then, like, I guess, how did they, like, what was your route? Like, how did these, how did a, how did colleges recruit you? Oh, so the summer I stopped playing soccer, um, I was just, I stopped playing for the academy and I was just playing on the street with my friends. It's summertime. I'm not going to play soccer anymore because of the schools. It started in a few months. And uh, I think the ex assistant coach of the national team, he knew my dad. And he asked my dad if, uh, he has any kids that play soccer? My dad said no. Said no. The next day, he saw my mom, and he was like, "It's too bad because he just sent a uh, few players to America to Old Dominion University, and they are looking for college players." And my mom said, "Oh wait, I have a kid at home that plays soccer." When my dad said no the day before, and he was he was surprised. Like your husband said no. And she said, no, it's the summer now. He's free. He can play. And I went there for a few sessions. He took a liking to me. 
And he texted the coach from uh, Old Dominion University that there's a kid here. And at the time, the coach from Old Dominion University had a, a friend in Cameroon at, uh, from Morocco. And uh, it was, uh, I think yeah, that's when he found that there's another player that played in MLS, Tony Chani. And that was basically his, uh, his rep. So he was in Cameroon and he organized a game with uh, the top team at the time in Cameroon. I came to play. He liked what I did. And he confirmed with the coach of Old Dominion that there's a kid in Cameroon you really want to see. That's how the year after that, uh, in 2005, yeah, uh, the coach from Old Dominion, uh, Penn State, um, Wingate, a uh, few other coaches, they all came to Cameroon and we organized a, a big tournament. And that's how, I, that's how my journey started. That's crazy. Uh, how did you, how did you decide to pick Old Dominion? I had no idea about uh, <laughs> America. I had no idea. I just, to be honest, I wanted to be in a space where it didn't snow. I don't know anything about the snow. We, I'm from Cameroon. I just knew the South. Yeah, was hot. Makes now, sense. now I was already talking to Old Dominion for a year before all the coaches came. So my first year in, in the university, that's the entire year I started talking to to uh, uh, Alan Dossi, the coach of uh, Old Dominion University. And when he came, I asked him, because there were also offers from other universities, but I was already talking to him. And there were all the uh, Cameroonians, in, a, a good Cameroonian, Yombi, that did very well. I asked him, I just want to know something. Does this know over there? He said, no. It's rare. It will snow maybe once, once every three years or four years. I said, okay, let's let's do it. That's how I, I pick ODU. Well, we've been talking for a year. I just went with the guy I was talking to already. On top of that, there was no snow. It wasn't a consistent snow, which I saw the snow once yeah. in uh, Old Dominion, which was good because I can't stand the snow. <laughs> for sure. What, uh, and I guess like overall, like, what was your experience like? Well, first of all, was that was that your first time coming to America? Yes. So that what? Was what was, that was actually my first time taking a plane. Oh wow! So what? What was all that experience like? And like, and then like, did you? Was there like a culture shock when you got here? Everything was different. <laughs> so yeah. my route was uh, Yaounde, Cameroon to uh, Morocco, mm -hmm. Morocco, New York, New York. Uh, uh, Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia. So, my experience, I'm going to take you quickly to my experience. I get there, my, but that, I, always, I always saw my dad, if he's not in sweats because he was representing the national team, he was in suits. So, he gave me a suit. So, when we get to Casablanca, I see a bunch of Americans jumping on a plane to go to, to New York. Everybody's in shorts. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's in flaps. I didn't understand that because you get on the plane. Other people, you want to look presentable, you know? So that was a big culture shock. And also, it was my first time traveling internationally. Uh, the things that we consider uh, very cheap food in Cameroon is expensive. And I had the, I always had to do the 
conversion, which which is a mistake that people should people should not do it. So something that is probably a bug in Cameroon, and I stopped in Casablanca. It's fifteen ninety nine. When I do the conversion, I say, wait a minute, for this amount of money, <laughs> you know what I can get in Cameroon? And then of course go to New York, go to uh, Norfolk, and uh, he sent his assistant coach Ryan to to come and pick. It was me and my boy to pick us up. As soon as I get out of the the the, uh, the airport, I see something I've seen in movies. You know, uh, you know, old cars just bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. I'm like, whoa, this is like the way. You know, and something I did, I, I just saw in the movie, something we don't have in Cameroon. You come here, music is loud in the car. The car is bouncing like this. I'm like, wow, this is, this must be something good. And I'm looking around like, okay, tall buildings, basically taller than buildings in Cameroon, which uh, I, I was just at all looking around. And I went to school and I saw, it was the first time I saw all white, almost all white team. Oh white people in general yeah. you know i saw them in cameroon but all of them at once playing i was like whoa yeah. so everything was just a culture shock my accent was way stronger than it was now uh my eating habits were different everything was a culture shock yeah yeah no i couldn't i mean i couldn't imagine myself like i never experienced that so i really couldn't imagine i know it must have been crazy it must have been hard fun awesome every every word in the dictionary um yeah and then uh just like i guess overall like how was your time there at old dominion and like on, like on and off the field it was it was my best time i think america is a place it holds a special place in my heart because that's where i became a man mm -hmm. it's the first time i'm really away from my family i have my own dad my own mom uh, i have a male plan i have to do everything without a supervisor uh something i I saw in uh, in America because I did private school, even private university. We were taking twelve subjects a semester, in a, or twelve classes. In America, they take four a semester, which is twelve credits. So if you were in Cameroon, that would be six credits, you know, or more or less. If it, it depends on the coefficient, if it's uh, uh, credit is three or is two, you know. So that was the first thing I thought in America, they have too much time just to, to study, too much time to do anything. And uh, which was good because you get to focus on soccer and you get to study at the same time. Mm -hmm. So uh, my experience in college was, was good. Uh, I got to see things I saw on TV. I got to see frats, sororities, uh, uh, even the way uh, people approach um, uh, games, the excitement, all of that, everything was fun. So I, I can complain about my college experience. It's one of my, the best time I've, I've had in America. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And then what about like, when did, when did you know, was there a certain point that you knew you could go pro? Yes. My second year, I heard about uh, some uh, one agent came and he was talking to be, to me about uh, Generation Adidas and I didn't even know what it was. But my coach was like, listen, it's when you go pro uh, early and 
I looked at my coach and said, why would people go properly? Why don't you want to get your degree? Because I understood soccer comes and goes in terms of you can get injured. And uh, my junior year, I didn't have such a great season, to be honest. The team was bad. But my senior year, I came out swinging. And from there, I knew I had a shot. My senior year. Because that was my last year and I gave everything I had. Scoring goals, assists, getting on all the... the the recognition. So my senior year is the year where I knew um, I'm probably not going to go to the master with accounting. I'm definitely going to go pro. <laughs> there, you, there you go. And then I guess what, what was the process like uh, for the, the MLS draft? Was there, was there any like combine or anything you went to or like, were you talking to coaches before? Uh, at the draft, at the, the first time I got there, after the physicals, there were meetings with, uh, I talked to uh, DC mm-hmm. and Columbus crew. Mm-hmm. I did not talk to uh, Toronto at all. Yeah. Even my co- even my coach went there during uh, the, uh, the morning of the draft. He gave me a call. He gave me positive insights with uh, the conversation he had, he had, he had with uh, certain coaches there. And I was just waiting. In my mind, I'm not even going to lie to you. From the conversation with my coach, I expected second round to 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 hear my name, but he came in the fourth round and he came to Toronto. I just embraced uh, the 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 name calling, and I I went to play. But it was stressful waiting. I think I stopped listening after the second round. I stopped listening because yeah. I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I make that makes sense. So it was a relief once you got drafted. Yeah, I was actually playing video games. Uh, <laughs> I was listen. I went for the first two, two round waiting. I was like, okay, the first end of the first round, beginning of the second, and and, and on the entire second round, I was actually focused. Like, who who are they picking? Who are they picking? Who are they picking? And when it ended, it ended. I went in my. Uh, to my friend's uh, house and we started playing uh, soccer, uh, FIFA, which I'm not really good at, but I was just there and they wanted to talk about the game, uh, about the draft. I didn't want to because it was stressful and out of the blue, my phone just rang mm-hmm. and the agent was like, you're going to Toronto? I said, going where? He said, Toronto. I said, isn't that in Canada? He said, yes, it is in Canada. And I was like, but I didn't talk to Toronto though. He said, does it matter? Jokes. They wanted you go. And I went. Yeah. Well, you went to the cold. I know you weren't happy about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I wasn't. But when I got to Toronto, I felt like it was a mini, it was a small New York. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. And when I got, I was like, oh, they have this in Canada? Okay, I can, I can live. I can live. I was excited when I, once I saw the city. Yeah, no, for sure. That That's funny. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with Be Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. And then I guess, yeah, overall, just like, what was your experience like in the MLS? Uh, it was a, a bunch of ups and downs. 
I'm not going to go too much in details because I don't want to call anybody out. <laughs> yeah. But it was uh, eye-opening. It was yeah. eye-opening. And the, the business side, um, the politics, it was eye-opening. But yeah. also it, uh, it forced me into the hard worker I became because every time I wasn't playing, I was doing extra. So I, 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 I had that habit for... For a while, but I never saw the bench and still went pro. And I just, I just dove into extra workout, uh, going for runs, doing the gym, using the ball. And that became part of my uh, DNA in my entire professional, just staying always ready. That's what uh, my time in the MLS did to me, which I'm grateful for. Yeah, no, for sure. And then um, I know you moved around a bit and you even went uh, to the Kazakhstan League. And uh, yeah. just t- like, tell me like what that was like and then like what was the difference playing there versus like America? Uh, when I went to Kazakhstan, I've never heard of that country before. <laughs> Not even going to lie to you. I was literally in, in uh, Istanbul. And I was eating with, uh, I was at dinner with uh, a Cameroonian legend, uh, Samuel Eto'o, and uh, a Nigerian hip-hop star, he actually is in America, uh, P-Square. So we are all having, having dinner. And of course, it, it was Asian. We all went to school together and are Cameroonian as well. So we were having a conversation. Yeah, I could speak English and French at the, at the same time. So I had no problem, no problem talking to P-Square. Mm-hmm. And I was having conversation because I also I was uh, I could I could I couldn't be the translator because uh, it also knows a little bit of English, you know. Yeah. And when I remember one agent came and he was like uh, he wanted to bring a player. That's also another politics that I'm talking about. Uh, he wanted to put a player in uh, in uh, what was it to play the team he was playing in, in Turkey. But his agent was like, if you want to talk to Eto, find me a team. And he went out, less than 15 minutes, he came back and he said, uh, Kazakhstan, I remember my first reaction was to take my phone, Google Kazakhstan, because I had no idea where it was, what it is over there. And I, yeah. when I started Googling, I started looking at uh, the team, the, the players over there, and I realized, wait, they have black players over there. So, okay, it won't, I won't be uh, brand new. It's like they've seen black people before, you know? Mm-hmm. Because it's Eastern Europe. And but when I got there, I realized um I got to Astana. Astana is the, the modern city of uh of uh, Kazakhstan. And because it wasn't a home field, but because it snows a lot over there during the winter. We had to stay in Astana and use Astana Stadium, which is covered, synthetic covered. The stadium is covered. And I thought every city was like Astana until I went to my city. I was like, whoa. Whoa. It was good or bad? Oh, no. It's literally uh, end of the World War II. uh, Buildings are still. Oh, you remember when they opened Cuba? Uh, Everything is just seem old, you know? Because the two best cities are, 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 uh, in, in Kazakhstan are uh, Astana and Almaty. When you go there, you really feel like you, you're in a modern city, Europe, everything that comes with it. 
but the older cities are like, Ooh. yeah. That's I'm cr- glad I'm only focused on soccer. That's crazy. Yeah. So you had a you had a you had a wild ride, yeah. on your soccer career. Yeah. All different places. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then you're currently on the Oakland roots, right? Yes, I am. Okay. So then, how did how did you get how did you get back here? Uh, I had a tragedy in 2021. Mm-hmm. I was in Cyprus. I had a tra- tragedy. I canceled my uh, contract because I needed to go home to basically bury my dad. Six months after that, I saw Quincy sign for Quincy Amarigua. He signed for uh, uh, Oakland Roots. I just sent him a nice congratulation uh, because I, I was glad I was glad that my generation is still playing because mm-hmm. a lot of our guys retired, uh, especially the guys. We had a really good squad of 2011. Uh, it was me, Quinty, Andre, uh, Ross, uh, to, to all of the crew, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody pretty much retired but Quincy and me. So I saw he was still playing. I was happy for him. And then he asked me, uh, do you want to come back? And you want to play again? At home, I would just I kept fit. And I was like, why not? I said yes. And uh, Quincy worked his magic, talked to the management, and I came here. That's, that's awesome. And then, yeah, how, how has it been playing for the Oakland Roots? It's been great. Yeah, it's been great. I'm older now. Uh, this year, uh, I played. I started in the midfield, and mm-hmm. before I got injured, I went to the center back because, like Quincy used to tell me, that's where I should have played in the MLS. But I was just stubborn. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was stubborn. But uh, it's been great. It, I'm loving the city more and more, and uh, the organization. So. Right now, uh, I'm dealing with uh, personal staff, and they understand, and uh, they're willing to work with me, which is all I can ask for, but yeah. they don't have to. Yeah, for sure. All right, you ready for the five Quincy questions? From Quincy? Yeah. Oh, God. I got to go. <laughs> all right, let's go. Uh, what's the most important uh, skill or quality that you feel made you successful as a pro player? Consistency. I like that. What's the what's the biggest mistake you think pro players are making? Numbers. What do you mean? Everything is going AI. Everything is soccer. It's like it's becoming moneyball. Okay. Uh, they're trying to replace the numbers by uh, the eye test. It, it, it reaches a point where you have defenders looking at the numbers when they consider four goals. Are you are you saying like stats or are you talking about like contracts? Yes, yeah, stats. Stats. Gotcha. I know they do matter. I know that I'm not gonna say they don't. I know they do, but yeah, I gotcha. It's not. It's not everything. Uh, what what advice would you give a young player? Work on your technique. First and foremost, work on your technique. Yeah. And and if if you don't have a partner, the wall is your partner. Grab a ball. Start five yards, left foot, left foot, left foot, right foot, right foot, and then slowly you increase. And the harder you hit it, it comes back. You have to be on your toes. It, you cannot go wrong because if you work on your technique, not technique is not juggling. Technique is you can pass the ball with accuracy and receive your first touch is always clean. This is what I'm talking about. Technique, technique, technique. For sure. All right. Why Why are you passionate about soccer? Something I know. 
is something I love. It's growing up in Cameroon is the biggest sport. I yeah. fell in love with it. And uh, it allows me to stay in shape. I love the competition. For sure. Yeah. All right. These, ne these next two could be uh, life related or, or soccer related. Yeah. What, what is something most people think is true that you believe isn't? That I'm out again. <laughs> All right. Wow. I don't think I, I don't think I ever had somebody answer it in terms of themselves. But so that was okay. That was different. Uh, <clears throat> I, 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 I like to use this excuse of my vocabulary is not strong enough when I've been in America for a while. The, 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 the truth of the matter is, uh, I don't want to sugarcoat it, you know. Yeah. So sometimes it, it comes on 10 and you, it, the message is too strong. And somebody, you know, that's arrogant. I'm like, I'm not. It's just, uh, it was yeah. delivered. But did you get the message? That's okay. Hey, I like that. I like blunt. I just want, I just yeah. want the answer straight up. Yeah. Uh, what it what is something you would move forward with if you weren't scared of th if things didn't go well? Soccer. What do you if it did? No, seriously, yeah. I know it's my passion. Yeah. But I also know, I also know I wasn't I wasn't stupid in class, so I can move from it. All right. I can move on from it. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. All right, uh, those were you. You completed the Quincy questions. Um, are you ready for some fun questions? Yes. All right. What's your What's your favorite American food? Wow. <laughs> I don't. I don't have an American favorite food. What is the What's his uh, is American food? Well, like any anything that you had here that you didn't have in Cameroon, I guess. Well, I I had a burger here. I didn't like it. Uh. Hey, even though I'm I uh, I'm not a big uh, uh, I don't eat a lot of meat. Uh, yeah. Mostly vegetables. I eat white meat and fish. Uh, the ribs, I do like it. It's if I really want to cheat, the ribs or a nice steak. Oh, ribs. But the ribs, yeah, the All ribs. Right. You like pizza? No. Imagine me coming to America. Imagine me coming to America where I don't know anything. I heard about pizza. I saw pizza on on advertisement. Wait, where did you and have I, this pizza? I had a pizza in in college. After every game, they give you pizza. Oh, uh, but you were in Virginia though, so it's yeah, not, it's not real true. Pizza. True. I tried one in uh in in New York. I had very good pizza in, in New York, but it's, it's you have a lot of generic Domino's and. Uh, yeah, 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 no, no, no. You can't get them from those spots. You got not the chain restaurants. You got to get them from like the local spots. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is it? Uh, I should ask you this at the very beginning, but is it soccer or football? Football. America is just you, it's you, only in America that it's soccer. You you cringe when you hear soccer. Oh, uh, I understand now where we are, yeah. <laughs> but as soon as I get out, or as soon as I found international friends. Soccer gets out of my vocabulary right yeah. away. All right, if I if I went to Cameroon, where would I like? What kind of food would I have to try there? Woo. <laughs> I, I do believe we have the best food right. in the world. Uh, first of all, the fruit, fruits and vegetables, everything is fresh. Yeah. Now, our seasoning is by far, I think, the best. Uh, it depends on what you like and how they season it. But anywhere, anything you will want. 
uh, one some of our most famous food uh fried plantains uh grilled fish but we don't the, the season is crazy it's not what they put here mm-hmm. you know grilled fish uh you know beignet uh, I think I know yeah I think so yeah beignet beans uh yeah gumbo soup that I really love and couscous or fufu Quincy will know you use your hands yeah when we were in Nigeria for his wedding, him and I were using our hands. Everybody else were brand new using a silver one. I don't, you know. <laughs> when I go, when we go home, we gotta act like we home. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> All right, who who's a who's a player that you'd want to do a jersey exchange with that you that you haven't done one with? Like it be uh, let's do yeah, like anybody. I regretted not doing the jersey change with Thierry Henry. But I'm 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 just, I would just I'm just a small player compared to his stature. Mm-hmm. I understand, but uh, yes. All right. I really, Actually, I really wanted that jersey. It's funny you mentioned uh, Etto because that's that's my favorite player. Oh, he's my little yeah. brother's favorite player as well. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's crazy that like you know him too. Yeah. Uh, and la- last one, uh, who's better, Messi or Ronaldo? Oh no no, let's not do that. It's messy. <laughs> I have my reasons. See, this is my reasoning. Uh, Ronaldo is also a genius, but Ronaldo has a work ethic that is a match. Mm-hmm. I do think because Messi is working all the time. I think it's because of his physique. Mm-hmm. He is more of a. Some of the things he did, I watched the world, the last one. I mean, I've been watching, I watched his entire career, but some of the passes he made, that vision, that qualifies him as the best. And plus, he has the accolades. You know, I'm going to talk yeah. only about the Ballon d'Or. I think when he won the Copa America and the, the World Cup, yeah. he counted. He yeah. counted. Because everybody with Ronaldo was saying, Oh, you're Ronaldo won the Euros. More power to him. But <laughs> if you ask me, if if you ask me to choose the goat, Messi. And on top of that, he's a lefty. I'm also a lefty. All right. I like that. Well, yeah. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you out on social media? Uh, I have uh, on social media, it's uh, Jojo Dundum. Um Mandumba is my village name. My village, my father wanted to be my name. And Jojo is like my uh, nickname. You know, Joseph, Jojo. It's a small part of Joseph. So if you type, oh, you can simply type Joseph Nani and my profile will appear and you will just follow. Quincy Marroquois here and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.